Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are calling you our Father. We thank you that you call us your children. We thank you for the blood that speaketh better things over our lives. We thank you that you have cancelled the, or you have blotted out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us. We thank you that because of Jesus, the blessings of Abraham are ours. We thank you that you took our ashes and you gave us your beauty. We thank you that you took our weakness and you gave us your strength. We thank you that you took our place, that we might take your place. We thank you that you died our death, that we may live your life. We thank you for angelic assistance. We thank you that we do not miss you in the year 2022. We thank you for ideas, Lord. We thank you that our eyes are enlightened. We thank you that our eyes are anointed. We thank you that we are strengthened with might, that we will not be lazy, that we will not be passive, even in this year 2022. And we pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Wow, already a month has come to an end. The, the supposed longest month in the year January has come to an end. I hope that um, you have not gone back to being passive with whatever decisions and whatever goals or plans you had for the year. And you are believing God for more grace. So we have been considering six prayer topics that God wants us to pray consistently in the year. And we started with Daniel, that we will not miss God. We pray that we would always be fervent in spirit. We pray that our spiritual antennas will always be sensitive, that we can pick up signals from God. We will be able to notice the unusual in our usual. Then we went on to pray for ideas, that God should anoint us, that the skills should fall off our eyes, just as the prophet told Gehazi, that they that are with us are more than they that are with them. But the guy didn't really believe, so the prophet had to pray that God open his eyes. Then he saw chariots of fire around the house that they were sitting or that they were dwelling in. It's all about what we can see. It's all about what ideas we can have. We pour calls the spirit of revelation. Then we went to look at my personal favorite, laziness. And also, Paul puts it this way, that we might be strengthened with might in our inner man. Because it's one thing to have the idea. It's one thing for God to give you the vision. It's one thing for the skills to fall off your eyes. But it's another thing to pursue that vision, to have the energy. And you know, just after we studied this on the podcast, I've been praying for a certain opportunity then. Um, on Friday, I had the opportunity. And I wanted to turn the, if I said the contract down. And I just remembered that, hey, I'm becoming a corporate. You know, sometimes we pray for opportunities. And when they come, when we just envisage the work that is going to bring, <laughs> it's like, ah. But when you think about the money it's bringing, <laughs> you have to shake the laziness off. And it's, it's, it's so practical because especially we as Ghanaians, as Africans, we like to reap where we have not sown. That's one trait about us. We don't like putting in the effort, but we think that by positive confessions alone, we think that by 
going around telling people and writing it on our status or on our social media handles or platforms alone will get us there. So you see, particularly in our culture as Ghanaians, many relatives are there. Immediately a rich person in the family dies. You don't know where all these relatives appear from. They all want a share in the inheritance. Hey, Wafa is there though, uncle is there, father is there, bra is there. Then you see nephews and nieces and all sorts of interesting people appearing on the scene. And they all seem to have a legitimate claim on a portion of their inheritance, something that they did not work for. I remember, I think three years ago, I was in Kumasi then, so I was going somewhere in a boat. Then a driver pointed at the big hotel. He says, oh, in those days, this was the ish hotel in Kumasi. Everybody that comes, every big person that comes, comes to sleep here. And I asked him, so what's up? He says, Charlie, when the man died, <laughs> that was the end. Because wives, children, brothers, sisters, everybody came. And everybody seemed to have a legitimate reason why they need to own the hotel. So maybe their wife would put a padlock and say, hey, and we're going to get a security man that nobody should enter. Then maybe the man's brothers also come. Those who go and bring their own security personnel and lock it with another padlock. So two and four fighting just like that. Now a huge, like five-story building hotel up to now is still standing there idle, nobody using it. And you see like seven padlocks. One padlock belongs to his brother. One padlock belongs to the sister. One padlock belongs to the children. One padlock belongs to his, his nephew, his niece. We like to reap where we have not sown. And another instance where we do that is when people become big in life, as we would call it. Then all of a sudden, you see people granting interviews. Oh, this guy, we were in the same secondary school. I remember when he came in Form 1, I used to help him to do this. I helped him do this. If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have gotten here. Oh, bonnet. Bonnet. <laughs> you did not play a role. Why are you trying to claim something you did not do? I remember one day I was in a, in a programming. There's a particular minister who was a big minister, a, a music minister. Then this, um, I don't know, this person took a mic and he was sharing, sharing, she was like, oh, do you know this minister? He mentioned his name, me, when he was young and he came to Sunday school. I bought him this instrument. And we were like, hey, brother, this guy has shared his stories over and over again and we did not hear your name. He has told us all the people who helped him, who bought him his first instrument that he's playing with. Where are you coming from? And see, that's the attitude that we have consciously and unconsciously. That is why we feel that because we are children of God, by the mere fact that we are children of God, we are entitled to a great life, as we would call it, forgetting that we need to put in the required effort. So almost all of us, we had dreams. And that's one funny thing. We all had dreams when we were young. But as you grow old and you begin to realize the obstacles and the battles and the effort it takes, then we all begin to change our goals. Almost all of us wanted to be pilots, wanted to be uh, what? <laughs> astronauts, <laughs> wanted to be, I don't know what you wanted to be. But as you grew old and you realize that you have to fight the educational system, you have to fight the lack of placement. You have to fight um, um, school fees. You have to fight so many battles and it takes so much effort. Then like, Charlie, let me just, let me just do this one. After all, it is not education. And that's when you begin to come up with quotes, philosophical quotes. That after all, it is not education that will take me there. It is not this, not this, but brother, we are not willing to put in the effort. And that's why we prayed last week that we need to cancel every spirit of laziness 
and every spirit of passiveness, every spirit that causes us to want to reap where we have not sown. And so tonight we are also going further in our prayer topic, and this is one I love. In fact, I love all of them. <laughs> but you want to pray. The fourth prayer topic God wants us to pray consistently in the year 2022 is for help. And we can either decide to call it help or favor, any of them. <laughs> but no matter how skillful you are, in fact, no matter how anointed you are, no matter how well connected you are, you always get to a point in life, you get to several points in life that you realize that you will need help from people. You would realize that your education is not enough. Okay, you're not the most educated person in the world. So if it's about education, it's not only you that qualifies. You would realize that there are certain seasons you get to in life and realize that you are handicapped and there is nothing you can do about it. You feel so weak and so vulnerable and so depressed that ah, you, you can't go forward. You too, you can't go back. And where you are standing to, you are standing on thorns. And the only escape route out of such a situation is help. And help can come from God directly or it can come from God definitely through men. So in Luke, we are told that and Jesus increased in favor, not just before God, but before men. We would need help from both God and men. There is nobody in the Bible, right from Genesis up to Revelation, including Jesus, that was not helped by people. And the examples are there. If there was no Jonathan, there would have never been a King David. If the buckler was not there to remember Joseph, after two years, Joseph would have gotten rotten in prison. And you know, Joseph throughout his story, and forgive me, you know, he's my favorite character, so I can't just mention his name like that. You know, Joseph throughout his, his life, he always seemed to be some cool, calm guy. But the point I sensed a little bit uh, when Jesus was a little bit desperate was when he told the cupbearer that, Charlie, after you are restored to your position, Charlie, remember me. <laughs> I could just sense the desperateness in Joseph's voice. And for two whole years, I don't know which type of forgetfulness this is. This guy was forgotten. But if that guy did not speak to the king, and you say, look at Joseph's situation, what would he have done? Like, is that a situation that your prayers or your anointing or your resources, nothing can get you out of this. All you would need is for somebody somewhere to remember you. It's for somebody somewhere to decide to help you. And if the cupbearer did not decide to help Joseph, and said, after all, this guy, when we were in the prison, he was the one that was collecting all the funds. He was our class prefect in the prison. Let him rot in prison. Joseph would have been there. I remember the story of Nehemiah. Even though he prayed and fasted in Nehemiah chapter 2, he had to go and see the king. And he, when he went, his countenance was down. And the king asked him, that, Charlie, what's up? Why is your countenance down? Because in those days, it was a crime punishable by death to go to the king with a sad countenance. And immediately the king asked him, Nehemiah whispered a particular prayer. If the king did not decide to help Nehemiah, Nehemiah wouldn't have been able to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. We all need help and we are all a product of help. Daniel had his three friends to help him. For all you know, Daniel would have gone weary and would have wanted to give up. 
Jesus needed help. And in a particular scripture, um, the Bible lists out the women that came to help Jesus. Let's read that scripture. So even Jesus at the point, he needed help. So even if we take a look in, in the gospel according to Mark, Mark chapter 15, verse 41, the Bible said, In Galilee, these women had followed him and catered for his needs. So Jesus needed people to cater for his needs because he could not provide for his needs. I remember Jesus when he was on his way to the cross. The Bible said at the point he was just so tired he could not carry his cross. Then the soldiers needed a man who was passing by Simeon to help him carry his cross. There are points in your life where you will need help. I remember somewhere last year, it was October, I can't forget that day. I can't forget that day, 28th, 29th November. I was in the situation where my life <laughs> was literally in the hands of one man. <laughs> hey, I called, I called the man superior like I did everything. This man said, if I don't do this, I should forget. Hey, like joke, like joke. Hey, one day passed, two days passed, one week. Hey, the deadline when I needed to submit something had passed and this man still insisted that if I don't do this particular thing, there is nothing that will make him change his mind. And it was close to an impossible situation for me. So I remember at midnight, I had to travel from Accra to Kumasi. <laughs> ah, that day I'll never forget. And when I went to the man, he of me to just do what he had to do. He made me sit there the whole day and I traveled the whole night. I had not eaten and I was just in a hurry. Because I even had to run away from work <laughs> without seeking permission. I went there, the man made me sit down for like three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours. I got there like eight. It was around one o'clock before this man decided to attend to me. Then something that he could do in just a minute, he would tell me, go and do this, I come, go and do this. And he was on the fourth floor. A hungry man <laughs> had to go up and down, up and down, up and down. So it was around three o'clock. That he did what he had to do. Hey! And I just stood there and I looked at this man. <laughs> I said, What a wow, wow. There was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. And it, it made you so humble. I was just saying, Yes, please, yes, please. I was sweating profusely. Hey! And I said, Charlie, in this life, it is uh, one of the worst things to be or the worst places to be. Is to be without help. I remember the story of one of my spiritual instructors. He was saying that when he started the ministry after several years, he was able to finally build his first auditorium. And just when he thought that he had entered his promised land, just when he thought that things had settled down in the ministry, because you know the ministry had to do this, he was relocated several times. He would go to a school canteen, he would suck it, he would go ahead and suck it. So finally, his church was able to acquire a piece of land and they started building. And in fact, they had finished building. And just when they thought they had settled in their promised land, then the government official of those days, I'm talking about a story in Ghana, <laughs> the government officials of those days sent area boys to break down his church building. And that time, as the thing was happening, he said they were in a prayer meeting at the basement of the church. And he said they were just there and they heard noise and they all rushed up. And all they could see was boys just breaking down their walls, chewing, and he was just there shaking. That thing, like he literally broke down. And the following day, he said he had to go to government official, minister to minister, to inquire that what's so, what has happened? Is there a miscommunication? And he recounted several times he would go and see a minister, and the minister would tell him to sit outside and wait for about six hours. And when the minister decides to see him, he say, You go and come tomorrow. Hey, and who are you going to report the government to? <laughs> hey, 
He said he was so helpless. Nobody came to say. And during that time, he needed to relocate his church because with you know with church members, if delay small, everybody will just diffuse. And at that time, the piece of land that was available was about millions of dollars. Where was he going to get the money from? And because his father was a wealthy man, he had to go to his father's friends, literally begging for money. He said at that point, it was one of the lowest moments of his life. He literally had to go around to his father's rich friends, begging for money. Charlie, I need money to secure this land. And people were turning him down. People were giving him excuses. He, he recounted one time he had to go and see a Lebanese. His father was quite influential, had a lot of business with And the Lebanese really did not want to give him their money. But the way he was persistent, Natalie, if you don't help me. <laughs> so the Lebanese even gave him half of what he asked for. And he was saying that during those moments, he just looked at how helpless and pathetic he was. Nobody came to his aid. He even recounted a time when he was getting married. He called the pastors in those uh, of his time that, oh, Charlie, me as a fellow young pastor, I'm getting married. I'm inviting you to my wedding ceremony. Nobody came for his wedding. Nobody came for his wedding. And the interesting thing was that before he got married, he used to officiate his church members' wedding. And interestingly, they all used to come relatively early for the wedding. But on his wedding day, it was his wife that had to sweep the auditorium for their wedding. And the members almost came late. And all the so-called dignitaries and important people and pastors that he invited, nobody turned up for his wedding. He said he just stood there, so helpless and vulnerable. He really felt stupid. But these are seasons in life that we go through. And it was such seasons that even Jesus went through. That even Peter, I know you cannot do anything, but Peter, why did you have to deny me? Why did you have to deny me? And Jesus was so lonely on the cross, thinking that he had been at his lowest point. Then the Father himself rejected him. Hey, God, I thought me and you were doing this thing together. But on the cross, Jesus cried out and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In the pursuit of the idea that God has given to us, you will need help. You will need help. And you see, sometimes you become so proud. You know, we all have at the back of our mind a story we will tell when we make it in life in quotes. When they call us for an interview, maybe folks will invite you, oh, 40 under 40. Or maybe a big media house in your country will invite you. Oh, the first Ghanaian woman to do this, the first Ghanaian doctor to do this. And you just imagine yourself sitting there telling your story. <laughs> oh, when I started, people did not believe in me. People never I say, brother, brother, brother. You sometimes because of this self-glorifying story we want to tell how nobody was there for us, but we kept persevering, we kept fighting, we did not give up, you know all sorts of motivational quotes. We become so proud to look for help. We become so proud to accept help. That's why many of us, our lives are in a bad cycle because we just feel so proud to accept help even when people decide to help us. Hey, I had a particular friend. She was staying all alone and she mostly falls sick. So occasionally she would need me to come and help her do something. Hey, when I'm even asking her how you are doing, cry. That's that challenge. If she gets bad, she won't mind me. <laughs> I said, oh, woman, woman, accept help. But you see, we must learn to realize this important truth that in this life, you will need help. And that is why we want to pray consistently in this year, 2022, that God, may we never be helpless in this life. That God, may we never 
be without help. May we never be helpless. May we never be in that season where we turn to the right and turn to the left. I can just look, I can just remember David. Hey, how can a demon-possessed king be chasing after you? Like imagine your president is looking after you. So imagine us in Ghana, Nanado is chasing me. And he's not just chasing me as a neutral man, he's demon possessed. And he didn't even send a minister of what defense. He himself is coming with a gun, chasing me in caves and wilderness. Whenever we need help, may you respond to us. May you respond to us because there are so many seasons and so many situations you face that you cannot do anything about it. I remember when my dad was sick for about for almost a year. Hey, you can see this man in pain. You are doing anything, it is not working. At the point, it's as though your prayers are drying in your mouth. There is absolutely nothing you can do than to watch him suffer in pain. But you want to pray that, Father, in this year, may we never be without help. Jesus was helped by 12 disciples. He himself appreciated that the only way this gospel can get to the ends of the world is because I need help. God knew that the only way he could get something done, he needed the help of Jesus. David knew that he needed the help of Jonathan. Everybody needs help and you must be humble enough to accept this reality. Sometimes it may be a junior from secondary school, a junior you used to downplay or somebody used to despise in secondary school or when you were in school. It can be somebody you, you were more brilliant than, especially in this economy that we live in. It's not just in Ghana, it's everywhere. People may be in certain positions because of their connections and you will need certain help from those people. And you remember, wasn't this the guy who I was passing in class? Wasn't this the guy I did this to? Wasn't it the guy I did that? But in such seasons, we need to be humble to accept help. Do not reject when people are helping you. Do not be too proud to accept help from people. And as I said, we can either call this thing help or failure. And one thing that we need, and one thing that help does for us, that it gives us speed. Because if it's by your own effort, if Nehemiah was going to gather money to get timber to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, it would have taken him decades to do that. But because of the spirit of help and the favor that he found before the king, the king gave him authority to go into the choicest forest and pick any tree, any timber he needed, any resources he needed for their projects. And that's what help will do. Help does not just give you what you need, but it reduces the time that your effort and your labor would have taken you. You need help and you need favor. So when the angel came to Mary, he said, Thou highly favored woman. And not defend your favor. One way to explain favor is thou highly helped woman. And remember, you will need help not just from God. So don't be just focused on living having God, you have longed at yourself just thinking about God, but God would help you through men, and it would not always be believers. It may be some unbelievers, it may be some people that you may think, or you will least expect, but be humble enough to receive help. So we want to just spend some time in prayer. Tonight's episode is brief. I remember there's this video, I think a short video I saw, of one of those special fans, especially Africa. And he was saying this thing that there is one prayer topic that when you pray, God always responds immediately and that God help me. 
And I always remember the story of Peter as he was walking on water, and at that time, the Bible said, and he saw the wind, and he began to sink. Immediately, he began to sink, and he screamed, "Help me!" The Bible said, immediately, he stretched forth his hands. We want to pray that Father, in this year 2022, whenever we cry for help, may you respond immediately in the name of our Lord Jesus. The Psalms puts it this way in Psalm 121 verse 1 that I lift up my eyes to the hills from where cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth and in Psalm 28 verse 7 he says I am helped therefore I greatly rejoice the reason why some of us are always sad is because we are without help what you need that job you are looking for it is somebody you need to help you that money you are looking for for a project that money is not in heaven is what you need is a help for man so you want to spend some time in prayer and you see you can make it your personal ambition in the psalms there are so many prayers of david when he himself was praying for help and you want to constantly tell god that father whenever we call upon your name in this year 2022 and beyond father may you help us the psalmist again said in psalm 38 verse 22 make haste to help me Oh Lord my salvation father may his to help us for every vision you have given upon us for this year and beyond father make his to help us in seasons we get to in life where we don't know where our effort comes to an end where our connection comes to an end where our resources come to an end father may you make his to help us the psalmist again said in Psalm 94 verse 17 that unless the Lord had been my help my soul would have almost dwelt in silence you see when you are at the point of hopelessness when you are at the point where nothing seems to work you become so humble you just look at yourself and say hey a whole me with all my education with all my certificate i cannot land a decent job with all my first class the only job i'm getting they are paying me 1000 cedis and that one that one they want me to work on Saturdays and Sundays in such seasons all you need to say that oh lord make haste to help me father in seasons like this father in seasons and moments like this make haste to help us because happy is the man that has the god of jacob for his help the man whose hope is in the lord happy is the man who looks unto nobody else but you oh god for when we lift up our eyes to the hills father our help cometh from you we know that we are helped we are people of help we are not disadvantaged in this life we know that in this year 2022 we can never be disadvantaged because the lord is our help in moments of vulnerability in moments where we have got to the end of the road we know you are a way maker you are a miracle worker father may you come through for us in the name of our lord jesus father whenever we cry for help as peter when you were sinking in the water lord may you make haste to help us may you make haste to help us in this year 2022 may we never be vulnerable lord may we never be vulnerable and hopeless because we have the god of jacob as our help father we pray for favor not just before you but before men and and the bible said concerning noah god had purpose to destroy the earth but the bible said and noah found favor before god and noah was and god decided to help noah 
and not destroy him with the whole world. Father, may you look upon us as you looked upon Noah, that even when times are all everywhere around us seems to be darkness, Lord, Father, may you come to our help. For in Peter, you said, you know, in fact, you are skillful, you have the tactical ability to deliver the godly from the ungodly. When the economy is going on a downslide and our income cannot help us, no matter how we save, no matter how we budget, it's just not going to work. We just can't afford. You will just believe it from hand to mouth. Lord, may you help us in the name of Jesus. In moments when loved ones are sick and they are battling for their lives and doctors seem to come to an end of the road, Father, may you come and help us. Father, in moments when we know we have planned, when we know we have done the budget, but the business idea is just not working because of the frustrations of the system because of the delays of the system when we look when we turn to our right and taxes are all over us and systems are crumpling on us father may you come to our help father in our studies when we have seen to learn but everything just vanishes from our head father may you help us in times of trouble may you help us for we know that you are our ever present help in in time of trouble father make haste to help us in this year 2022 make haste to help us in this year 2022 we can never be disadvantaged because we know that we have you as a father for indeed the lives have fallen onto us in pleasant places we have a goodly heritage send us help from your sanctuary oh god send us help from your sanctuary oh god in our love life send us help we don't know where and how we need to start right we are principles we go for social events we are always smiling we always speak well we always go for church programs we always interact well but we just don't seem to find mr right and mrs right father may you come through for us in the name of our lord jesus send us help oh god from your sanctuary and we agree with the psalms even as we say happy is the man who has the god of jacob for his help and whose hope is in the lord in the name of our lord jesus amen may god help you in this year that billion dollar idea that trillion dollar idea god has just given to you may god help you May God give you the necessary favor that you need before the right people to push you to that mission. May God come speedily for you. May God make a way for you. May you not be helpless in this year in the name of our Lord Jesus. May we always find our Jonathan. May we always find our cup bearer. May we always find our senior. May we always find our 12 disciples. May we always find our women. That will cater for our needs in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We want to encourage you that in your personal time, whenever you are praying, remember these four prayer topics so far. That one, may we know this God. Two, may God anoint our eyes. Three, may we strengthen us with might in our inner man. May we not be lazy. May we not be lazy. And Father, may you help us in times when our certificate is not enough, when our anointing doesn't seem to open their door for us, when our connection seems to fail us. Father, may you come through for us in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. See you next week. And remember that we are still giving God our very best and we are owing no money nothing. But uh, see you next week. And don't forget to invite your friends even as we look at the fifth topic. God wants us to pray consistently in the year 2022.
22. Amen and bye-bye.